All right. Audience participation time of the show. 93 WIBC, Rob Kendall. And for Tony Katz, good morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to invite you to play along with me on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall on this next topic, at Rob M. Kendall, and I would certainly welcome your feedback. Uh, because this next topic, I have done I've done a 180 on, I've ping-ponged back and forth, I've been all over the map in the past 24 hours. And I've walked in today and I told Allison about what was going on, I got her feedback on it, I told Matt about it, and, and I got his feedback on it. And we were having just kind of a round-robin conversation about this. And I'm not sure what the right answer is. So I said, I'm going to open it up to the public and let them decide. So as many of you may be aware, if you listen to the Mock and Rob show, which, by the way, goes to nine until noon, an extended extra hour beginning uh, on Monday, uh, you're probably aware of the chicks on the right before that. I was and am a huge fan of the television show To Catch a Predator. And then it later morphed into uh, Hanson versus Predator, and now I think it's called Have a Seat with Chris Hanson. And and basically, if you're not familiar with what the show was, it was on in the the mid 2000s, and it was put on by NBC, Dateline NBC, and they would uh, partner with this private group uh, to uh, enter chat. They were chat rooms at the time. I have no idea what they're called now. They're apps and things of this nature, but they were chat rooms at the time, and they would have adults pretending to be kids. And the, 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 they would uh, solicit adults who are trying to meet kids on the Internet for sexual purposes. And the way the television show would work is the, the, this private group would solicit. They would arrange for the adults to come to this house. And then when the adult comes in the house, instead of a, a kid being there, a guy named Chris Hansen, who, was, who worked for Dateline NBC at the time, worked for NBC, would come out and meet these guys and try to, you know, ask them questions about what are you doing here, why are you here, and try to understand the mindset of why an adult would, would travel, in many cases, across state lines, commit a federal felony to meet a child. And, of course, it became, his famous phrase became, why don't you have a seat, which, which still lives on today. It was later, later uh, uh, lamented or not lamented, but spoofed on South Park, et cetera. It became part of pop culture. So it's one of, one of my all-time favorite shows. It, fascinated me uh was just always just so intrigued about why people would do this and it was ultimately culminate when the person who had came to meet the child would leave the house the police would arrest them and they would go to jail and go through the legal process so i I mentioned all of this because one of my friends yesterday sent me a text message and he said hey i know you love to catch a predator there's a local group doing the to catch a predator type stuff and they were just in Avon yesterday catching one of these people. And I said, he said, you got to click this link, go to their Facebook page, check it out. Now, I'm not going to name the group yet because I need your feedback after I tell you about this, about whether, because my initial reaction was, this is really interesting. I, I am tempted to want to promote what these people are doing. And, and, and so I thought, okay, but the more I watched it, the more I thought, I don't, I don't know. So I'm not going to give their name yet because what this group does is they're just regular people who go into these, again, I I guess it's apps now. I guess that's what the way they do this, you know, different meeting apps. And they just like to catch a predator, pretend to be, you know, 12, 13, 14-year-old girls and boys. They talk with adults. They have uh, sexual conversations. It's very clear what the intent of these adults is with what they think are children. And then they arrange to meet them in public places. In this case, one yesterday, it was the Avon Meyer where they arranged to meet this person. And they go, 
and they stream this all live on Facebook while they're doing it. And so this particular person, uh, the adult, the person from the from the group goes in, they film the, 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 in this case, the man at the mire, and then they go up to him and they start talking to the guy. And they say, hey, we caught you. We know you're this person. Help us understand why you're, do- why you're doing this. And it's being streamed live on Facebook. And this group has tens of thousands of followers. So you're seeing people comment while they're streaming this on, on Facebook. And, and then obviously it gets posted, recorded, and posted up afterwards. And so I'm watching this thing, and this is really interesting. This is, this is pretty good stuff. You know, this is good, good work these people are doing. The problem became that unlike To Catch a Predator, where the, the adult would come in the house, Chris Hansen would, would interview them, he would ask the questions, and after, you know, it, it ends up in many cases being a 15, 20-minute conversation. They cut it down for TV, obviously. But at, at some point, you realize, he says, I've gotten all the information I'm going to get out of this person, and he would famously say, you know, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, you're free to go. And the person would walk out the door, and that was the end of it, and then they'd get arrested by the police. The point is, it was clear they were trying to get information. Yes, it was television. Yes, they wanted ratings. But Chris Hansen was a journalist trying to get information, and then once he had reached the peak of the journalistic purpose, he said, you're free to go. The problem with these folks that I found was they would never let the predator go. They followed him out of the mire. The guy sat there and talked to him, which is really dumb, but he sat there and talked to him. They got the information that you would want if you're genuinely trying to turn information over to police, which this group, to their credit, does. Their goal is to get these people off the street. But they kept following this guy. And the problem was that everybody knew where he was to the point where at one point they start following the guy down the street because the guy doesn't want to go to his car because he recognizes they can capture my license plate and they'll know who I am and all these other things. And so they start following this guy down the street and they're berating him. The dude is berating him like with profanities and and, and calling him all sorts of, of names and he won't let it go. Like there's nothing else you're going to get out of this guy at this point. And they keep following down the street, and everybody knows where he's at, and, and to the point where one guy drives past and is yelling at the dude because he's watching it on Facebook as he's driving past in his car. And so I'm watching this, thinking to myself, okay, have we moved past public service, which is to catch these guys and get them off the street, and now are we on to vigilante justice? Because the people on the Facebook page are obviously egging this guy on, yeah, you get him, you follow him, you go. And I'm thinking, all these things are going on in my mind because if I'm a local prosecutor, in this case it would be Hendricks County, I'm thinking, okay, now I've got to address this because it's public, but have these people, because of the way they've handled it, and and, and have they tainted the investigation to the point where now maybe we can't get this guy? I'm not a person of the law. I don't know. So what I'm saying is, and I need your input, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, at, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, is this a good thing these people are doing? Are they taking it too far by once you have gotten all the information out of the person, by shouting profanities at them, by following them down the street, by continuing to egg them on? And should I promote the work that they're doing? I realize it's a very broad question. Producer Allison weighed in on it. I know we got about 30 seconds left here, but you were saying that that is the conundrum I'm having is not a bad one, right? No, I completely understand where you're coming from. They're doing a good thing but the way they're going about it is dangerous right because these are clearly very dangerous people who need to be dealt with by the legal system but i felt like at a certain point we had long passed getting the information for the legal system 
and now we're kind of just being famous on the internet. Right. So let me know. I'd love to know about what your thoughts on uh, on this are because apparently I started looking into this last night. There's these groups not only all over the state of Indiana, but they're all over the country. These private people doing this on the internet. I'd love to hear your thoughts at Robin Kendall on Twitter at Robin Kendall on Twitter. Oh yeah, the uh, the responses are rolling have in. A seat. Good. How much have a seat? You have a seat over here, please. Have a seat right over there, please. Go ahead, have a seat. Go ahead, have a seat, please. Have a seat right there, please. No matter, have a seat, please. No matter how many times I hear that, it's still there, great. Please have a seat. 93 WIVC. Rob Kendall for Tony Katz. Good morning. Of course, last segment, I laid this out, this, this kind of conundrum. And it's not a moral conundrum, or I don't know. Is it ethical? Is that what we decided on? Or Yeah, ethical, I think, is the right word. Okay. That there's this, there's this group, of course, in the mid-2000s, there was a show to catch a predator that caught adults who, who sought out what they thought were kids online for sexual uh, sexual purposes. And the, and the TV show would invite these guys to the house. A Dateline NBC correspondent named Chris Hansen would come out, would interview them. They'd you know, tell them they're on TV. They'd go their merry way, and police would arrest them as they left the, the sting house. And, and somebody brought to my attention yesterday, because they knew I was such a big fan of that show, that there's this local group who's kind of doing on their own, just regular people doing the same thing. And and the reason they brought this to my attention, one, they knew I loved the show, but two, they caught a guy at the Avon Meyer the other day, yesterday. And and so I, I started watching this and my initial reaction is, oh, this is really interesting. This is this is cool. It's you know kind of must see TV is really interesting. But as I the 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 uh sting thing went on and then I started watching other ones, I started started to dawn on me, hey, Unlike To Catch a Predator, which, yes, was interesting for television viewing purposes, uh, there was a definitely a law enforcement component to it. The police are there. It's organized with police, with local prosecutors. They're arresting these people. And the TV side of it is getting the information from the people and then leaving the, you know, you're free to go, was the famous saying from Chris Hansen. You're free to walk out that door. Um, and then, of course, again, am I going to get arrested? Well, it's not up for me to decide. Uh, <laughs> but these people continue to follow the alleged predator as they're leaving the store. They follow them to the car. They film their license plate. They're yelling profanities at them. They're they're calling them child molesters, etc. And look, it's maybe not things that other, it's certainly not things that many people aren't thinking, right? It's not things that the average person is thinking, but my conundrum on whether, because I thought, man, I should interview these people. This is really interesting. But then I started thinking, do I want to give these people publicity? Because I'm not sure if they're accomplishing the goal they're setting out to, because it seems like it turns each time more into vigilante justice than catching these people to get them off the streets. And so I asked you to weigh in on this about how I should should handle this. And boy, the, the responses at Robin Kendall are pouring in on, uh, on Twitter. I'm going to read a couple of them for you. Jim writes, they're doing a good thing by calling these folks out. However, once you've outed them, it turns to bullying if you keep following them and harassing them. That takes the good they have accomplished into a different lane where they're no longer doing good. Uh, Jamie writes, it's a good thing to root out these predators, but how long until a survivor of assault finds a local live stream, attacks the guy they're following, or until one of these streamers get attacked? Great point. And we saw that in the live stream yesterday. It was like a 40-minute live stream where this guy, you know, knows he's caught. He's already talked to the people. They've already extracted the information. He admits it's him. He admits what he did. But they keep following him down the street to the point where it's clear a person who was watching on the Facebook live stream drives by and starts yelling at the guy. 
And and that's a, a concern I, I shared. Cave writes on Twitter, if the police are involved with the group, I can see this as no problem, but it really sounds like they're taking it way too far. And if someone is watching the stream, can go and physically harm them, they could be liable. Again, a great point. And one of the things, one of the issues that they've had, I noticed as I was reading through the, the stream, is, and by the way, let me clarify, I think these people want to do good. Let me be very clear. I think they want to do good and get these people off the uh, off the street. And they, they are saying, that, hey, we've turned over all the information to law enforcement after it, it, it happens. But one of the things that, that I, I think that you're finding, as I said, and I keep using the term vigilante justice, is that when you're getting egged on on Facebook, and this group, to their credit, has built a following of tens of thousands of people. And when they go to the Facebook Live, people are watching and they're egging them on. But they're not talking from a law enforcement perspective. They're talking about what people actually think of child molesters and what should happen to them. And the point we made last segment is, are you doing more harm than good? And are you making the work of the police and the prosecutors more difficult? Because this isn't to catch a predator television show where it's coordinated with police where the guy leaves and hey we're here and there's in many cases with to catch a predator an actual prosecutor on on hand sitting there saying okay we have enough evidence go get the guy let's go and the police get him and there's you know 10 trained police officers there to arrest these people to make sure everybody's safe this isn't happening now in the case of avon yesterday the avon police showed up but i think the avon police showed up only because they were getting so many phone calls from people on the live stream saying hey this uh, you know, accused child molester is here and this is happening, this guy's following him. But I don't think they had the ability to make an arrest because they don't have the evidence. All they have is a scene going on and they're getting phone calls and Avon police are going, hey, we better figure out what's going on here before something happens. And to their credit, from what I saw, they took the information and blah, blah, blah. So again, I'll continue to get your, your uh, thoughts. Maybe we'll get back into this later on in the show about should I promote these people? Should I, because uh, I'm not going to give their name until I kind of feel that I'm doing good by promoting what they're doing and how should this be handled and are you in favor of this at Robin Kendall on Twitter at Robin Kendall on Twitter maybe we'll jump back and maybe we'll even get some phone calls later Uh, we'll get back into it seems to be a pretty popular topic 93 WIBC Rob Kendall in for Tony Katz